This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I have to confess, right, uh, I have been studying this for, for months there. Uh, know about the retreat, it was a, I'd done a series on the war for uh, entering it into this. And uh, amazing realities. As, as Elaine said, you're learning about these things and you're starting to practice them and experience them. And this morning I'm going, how can I talk about rest? That's how I felt. Because I felt, I felt strained. And uh, this is another wee sideline, but when I was in Colorado, something got, uh, pinpointed to me about it's all on you. And so this creeped in over the last days with me. And I'm going, look, what's happened to you? I'm actually feeling strained at that. Where's my, my own rest? So what, when quiet there... Uh, what Fintan had said earlier, Vince, <coughs> Vince felt really important there and quiet, that this is opposed. Yeah. Our rest, I mean, the, the world is against us being at rest. Yeah. Remember Matthew 6, Jesus saying, look, do you think worrying is going to add, it's going to help you? Mm-hmm. One jot. Mm-hmm. Is it going to help you grow? Is it going to end for your life? No. Why do you do it? Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, what you're going to drive. Don't worry. Because I've I've got this. But the problem is, is we are so forgetful. It's opposed. There's warfare against us having that union, Mm -hmm. trusting in God. And uh, so really what what it done for me this morning was, John chapter 5, after the the man at the pool of Bethesda, Jesus heals him on the Sabbath. And then he gets this pure persecution for these religious folk going, what are you doing, doing that today? He goes, my father's always at work. Yeah. <laughs> he says, you are moaning about him. What, me doing this on the, the Sabbath? He goes, my dad's always at work. Yeah. And the message, it says, he works right through. So, you know, you know, I used to work in factories, you know, you'd see guys that were, you're absolutely exhausted, and they're then going on to do another shift. No, that's what I can sense with God. He goes, he's working right through. Don't limit him to your wee religious ideas. God's at work. So, and then John 15, he says, Jesus said he's a gardener, before he spoke about what Elaine said there about the vine, and the wee other branches. Mm-hmm. He said, the Father is a gardener. And this is so freeing mm-hmm. when, we, when, we, when we accept that. Because yeah. see the gardener, the gardener's the one that does the work. We are the vine, the, Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. But he said the, the gardener's the one that does, he's the one that does the work. Well, yes, we have to cooperate with him, working out our own salvation, but the balance between we get over, only it's all on us. So, that's what gave me joy the days. Remember, the, let just make room, get joyful that we know through our prayers that he says, what he's going to do. Yeah. And uh, so we trust that the, that the God is at work and as we just open our hearts, like, like the vision that they gave Ella, open our hearts, he will do. He will do what only he can do. And that's great news. Yeah. 
So, and, and I encourage you, keep writing. See what God's speaking to you? It's so important. These journals are the most, you know, it's like, if we don't do our own writing, and if we don't reflect for ourselves, <coughs> we just live off of somebody else's story. You live off of somebody else's vision. I don't mean that badly. But, you know, your heart matters. Yeah. Your story matters. You know, so you paying attention to your own, uh, the own movements of, your, of what's going on in your heart shows that you're caring enough about yourself to actually say that matters. And whatever comes up, I mean, John introduced me to some thoughts about how we minimise and we say, oh, it's not as bad as that other person who's ordered this, I had all this prison time and abuse. And, but, but, you know, your, your divorce or your, your relationship, alienation for children, it's not that bad compared to this. It's like, it's really? Is it, is, it, is, it, is that true? Or is it just another way of saying, I don't want to face that painful place? And guess what? When I do that, I'm, I'm then detaching for myself. Uh, Finton introduced me to a life of Renee Brown. And he, she said, uh, the problem with us is we try and forge connections with others without forging one with ourselves. So this, John teaches about the poser and how, you know, we, we don't live out our authentic selves, the vulnerable, authentic place, because <coughs> we've learned how to, to cover it all up. And that's really what we're getting to. You know, th- that union is about li- being ourselves holy, being able to say, I'm not perfect. I have get, I, I, I'm still, I still fear rejection. Yeah. I have got uh, feelings. I have got weaknesses, yeah. but I'm all right with that. I'm all right with showing you that. I'm all right with, I'm all right with acknowledging that. Um, so, so what happened to me this morning was the opposite of what Finton was saying about the shadows. Because that, that's partly what happened to me the last few days. No talking about anything I've prepared, by the way, but, uh, but I, this is part of my problem. I believe I, what's happening here is God, 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 uh, God has got a message for me to talk about the day right now without me preparing it all. But there's a lack of trust there for me to say, do I, do I, do I trust you're going to do what you're going to do to prepare me and have the right people like what happened earlier? Beautifully, Dave had a, a message that is just fitted like a glove. That's what he does. We don't need to carry, it's all on me and I need to have this right and it needs to be, you know, I need to get all the pre- preparation. I'm prone to that. So I like yeah. studying, but uh, but so what, what what I was meditating on, what was the opposite of thinking was saying the, the shallows thing, the lack of being able to think, because your mind's so fragmented with busyness and distraction that you're, you you can't focus because it's so taken up with so much. And nowadays, with <coughs> private phones, I mean when, when I when I first get saved, I watched a, a, a on the God Channel was a certain uh, minister. And they're talking about the Argentina revival. Yeah. And this lady said, eh, this guy was evangelising and he was out, he was, he was out every day, all day, labouring and getting tracks out and, and they never, eh, and nothing happened. And then God told him, I want you to, at eight o'clock at night, stop everything and be quiet. Mm-hmm. And eh, so the story went, because of his quiet, he got an inspired thought and he acted on the thought and he said this, the spirit, like a mighty Russian wind, come into the place he was. So, when I was in Stevenson's Stein, I never had an iPhone. 
eight o'clock at night, I turned my phones off, I popped my phone off the wall, my, my landline and my mobile, and I was waiting on God. And I'd done that. And, uh, and I, remember, I remember this for, for months, whatever it was, but it was the ability to think and dwell deeper because quietness became a priority. You know, being still, because I had drug-induced psychosis, I was talking to David earlier, you know, my, when, when your brain was so, was so like that picture, you know, uh, you know, so unstable because of the damage that, that you'd done to it after all the things you'd taken, you know, that sense of rest was so important. Uh, so, I remember, this is what came to my middle of the night when I couldn't sleep last night, uh, some of you might relate to this, but I had a few visions over my journey. And the visions were, I was driving about 100 miles an hour, and I came to somebody, and I wrapped right into them. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, that's serious. <laughs> right? <coughs> I was thinking, I'm going to cause damage because of that. But I, I never had the capacity and the maturity to be able to go, eh, Derek, eh, is it anything to do with what you're, how you're living your life? It was just my spiritual peace and my, my internal place was was driving myself at this pace. Yeah. Get out the way. Just drive, drive, drive. And then what happens is when you come to people who do not need that kind of spirit, you're mm-hmm. going to cause great damage. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I have caused damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, by God's grace, it's, you know, yeah, you know, we we uh, we get forgiven and uh, we get help, but. But that kind type of peace, that type type of drivenness, is no what is no what every person uh, in our life needs. <laughs> but anyway, that came to me in the middle of the night. You know, in fact that it, no many people in my life need it. You know, but you're 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 thinking about. I'm driving at that space. Another thing you showed me a while ago was uh, uh, you shouldn't stop me on the bypass. <laughs> <laughs> You shouldn't, you shouldn't stop to lie down and rest because you'll get any bother. You're in danger. You do have to stop when you come to a red light. And so being able to, being able to mature, you know. But that's just, and the physical think of that, you know. Uh, but, you know, it's take, for me, it's, I'm talking, this was, uh, what, f- f- uh, 15 years ago, I got shank the hands. So, you know, it's a process of becoming aware of look at this look at the pace you're living your life. Yeah, look true. at how damaging that is. I remember uh, younger years, um, so my, like something that Debbie said to me last night, and I'm sure most of us relate if you're in recovery, your recovery becomes all consuming and everything you're so committed to it. You're so committed to your your spiritual practices, your spiritual disciplines and everything's order, discipline, boom, 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 you know. And so I, re- I remember I was, I was, I was burnt out. I burnt myself out about two or three times. God had, I, I believe that's, that's what had to happen to me yeah. for me to actually be, be so, so utterly, so utterly exhausted that I could not rely on myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember lying on my couch in Stevenson and I heard inside, rest is trust. Mm-hmm. Right? And... Uh, I, I, so that this wee bit of what John was saying and a big bit of what the guys were saying, uh, what does what does rest communicate? If I am at rest 
it communicates trust. Mm. So that's what I was saying last night. Hebrews 11, 6. You know, it's impossible to please God without faith. Trust. Mm. It's impossible. He who or she who comes to God must believe that he is. He must believe that he is who he says he is. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. He's, you know, he's going to work in the ways he said he's going to work. We must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, I'll talk a wee bit more about that. So, so rest is part of our armory. It's got to do with warfare. You're going, what? Warfare? That's all about shouting and bawling and, and, and praying and, mm. you know, you know, using this offensive kind of weaponry stuff. But actually, this, there's tons of resources as part of our armory for our spiritual mental balance yeah. and success and our union. Because as you're saying, I know for me, when Fint was talking there about the depths, I get rest when I'm there. Mm. See, when I'm up here with all these distractions, I'm not rest. Yeah. I'm restless. Yes. I'm, I've got unrest. Yeah. And unrest is I've got a dissatisfaction in me or in somebody else. Yes. And that, that then is, that then is making me, you know, distracting me for the point of being able to sit with this rest as trust. Being able to sit even in the midst of what the most difficult stormy seas. Resting allows us to quiet ourselves before God. Oh, I missed the last slide. So it's part of our harmony. That's what I was saying. Part of our harmony. Rest is the warfare of rest. It's, it's like wise rest, taking rest, resting between hangs. Having siestas, taking time out for rest, having a Sabbath. This is part of our army. Yeah. Because you're 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 basically <coughs> gaining yourself you're recognising there's limitations. Uh, the the iPhones and, and the constant demands on us keep us on go all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We are available, you know, and if I'm feeling feelings I don't want to feel, it's like just distract myself. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I'm on these fumes I'm running on, but it's like I'll, I'll keep watching something else just to, do, to make, me, make me forget about that and just, oh, I'll get a bit of respite. But it's like, you know, uh, that isn't sustainable, as we know. So rest allows us to quiet ourselves, to maintain our union and to draw in the strength to conquer. I love that, that we overcome the tiredness and weariness by resting and recharging in God's presence. It's more than just physical activity. It's a spiritual weapon. It's not just I'm going to lie down. But this is, this is, a, this is a warfare. It's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual weapon for us. Um, and it, that, just naming that, weariness is to make or become unable or unwilling to continue. Has anybody felt weary? Yes. Of course. Well, that's what, that's what they've been saying today at Matthew 11. Come unto me, all ye who are weary. So that's not just, I'm just a bit tired now. Weary is about, I've beca- I'm becoming unable and unwilling to continue because I'm carrying this rock shack. I'm carrying this uh, Arctic truck challenge, just to say, of all the things I've done right in my life, all the burdens I'm carrying, all the, all the, the, 
burdens of others, all the news of the world, all the all the pain and you know the hurts and the, the guilt that some of the guys in my group are talking about. You know, just recognizing that that's what's opposed. That's what's coming against us. That's what's that's what's that's what uh, that's stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I spoke to Scott last night. You know, you, you know, you, or this morning, and all. You know, there's that sense of here's here's what I feel like after all these years of accumulation of uh, failures and upsets and and sins and and breakdowns and mistakes and mm-hmm. our part, and and the, the load gets heavier and heavier. And heavier, and I'm weary. I'm just feeling unable and un- unwilling to continue. So resting in God is uh, not just this physical thing; it's a spiritual weapon for that. So we cut lines. It's, it's can be silent, but this resilient weapon. It's not the same as being idle, but it's intentional. This period of time set apart to give our body, our souls, the time to be restored. And that last bit is really good, you know, that it can be sleep yeah. where your consciousness is inactive. Mm-hmm. Or where you're... Because st- somebody said that to me recently. Because I, I, I struggled. Uh, before Christmas, I was, I was like, I couldn't get to sleep some nights. And this woman I met about funding, she goes, I, I, just, I just don't... When, I'm, when I kind of get to sleep, I just rest. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I was thinking about getting up. Yeah. She goes, no, I don't do that. <sighs> I thought... That, that's quite a point, you know, because you're actually recognising, even though I'm not getting sleep, yeah. but I'm still going, can I just pro- practice a couple of hours of just saying, ah, I'm just going to lie in conscious yeah. rest. I'm awake, but I'm in a resting state. Yeah, yeah, now, what yeah. comes against us is because we're so stimulated with technology, we think, there's something wrong with me, because my, my, I can't rest, so I can't get sleep, so I need to go and watch something else. Or I need to go and do something. When actually that's, that's, that's what's opposed to our union because that's going to exhaust us for the next day and it can end it can suck so Robin Peter to pay Paul yes. it can suck the strength out of our lives yes. that the morning I wake up and then I've got no motivation to get into God's presence yeah. or I find it difficult as, as you guys are saying yeah. I find it difficult to, to land because I've got all this other stuff going yeah. on and that was the good last night and I end up watching some I end up get distracted yeah. but I say I'll look too much at this stuff yeah. and I've done about you but for me my Facebook feed there's things coming up on my feed that it's no good yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's, there's advertisements yeah. I'm exposed to things that just just appear yeah. so there's the question do you think talking about warfare do you think <coughs> our enemy some folk don't know, don't know this really but, uh, about having an enemy. The Bible's very clear in this category. You go to uh, the most, uh, best um, thinking schools on the planet. They'll tell you all about the psychology and the study of the mind. But they'll miss out one of the most important things. That we have a spiritual enemy. Yeah. Who's out to steal, kill and destroy your lives. Yeah. I spent years not listening to that. Thinking I'll just not bother with that. And I tell you, I was punching nothing every time I was acting. I was trying to hit my enemy and I wasn't hitting him right in the face. So until I, when I accepted that, I started seeing breakthrough in areas that I'd spent years looking for self-help tips and techniques for to try and get free for to try and get free for, and it never harmed. But see, when I accepted this, things changed because. There's nobody on earth ever been able to say he took uh, captivity captive. 
that he took, he, 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 he defeated the sin, the hell, the, the slavery that, that uh, has got people, men in utter bound. And being able to say, I took that captive, I've got authority over it. Which means all hell's weapons, fear, doubt, restlessness, a lot of it, he's got authority over it. I tell you, when I had drug induced psychosis, paranoia and fear were my constant neighbours. I never left me. I went to bed with them, I woke up with them. See, until I found out about authority. When I started learning about that, I started taking authority out of their hands, and I'm tearing my, my mind, eventually my mind was free. So, uh, another wee thought I thought I'd put in for the, for the Wild at Heart guys. You know, this soul fragmentation occurs when there's a lack of stillness. So fragmentation means broken bits everywhere. So like John talked about this mosaic part. This mosaic glass parts everywhere. And there's no, there's no hole. There's bit, broken bits all over the place. And this, our soul fragments like that when there's a lack of stillness, a lack of quietness, a lack of resting, where our minds are all over the place and utterly divided against ourselves. So... You know, and so the enemy's goal is I don't want you rested, I don't want you composed at peace, a man in control of yourself, a woman in control of yourself, poised, balanced. I don't want them that. I want you stressed out your box, I want you anxious, I want you fearful, and I want you overwhelmed. Because yeah. there'll be no rest. Yeah. Remember, you used to say, There's no rest for the wicked. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. But there's plenty of rest for the righteous. Amen. I heard that one day and I was quiet. I was walking by, I got in, in the Kowin, and you used to say, I used to say that, my granny would say it, my, aye, there's no rest, how are you doing today? Aye, there's no, I'm busy, no rest for the wicked. And I heard them saying, that's not true. It's, there's plenty of rest for the righteous. When you're right with God, there's rest. Amen. So, I'm just going to give you the context of this before I share this scripture. Context was, I'm in, I'm in America, where the guys are, four, with four guys in here, three years, four years. Um, and there was a situation, Vince got no well, up 9,000 feet above sea level. And we ended up, we had to get into our own bunk. Well, Vince had to get into his own bunk, right? And I was in with Fintan, with, with Neil, we were all together. And uh, it was very, very <coughs> disturbing and, and uh, dis- uh, distressed. It was distressed because of what was happening with Vince and what was, the, what was going to be the outcome. We, we couldn't do much about it. But uh, the, the solution was we get Vince into his own bunk. And when I went in the bunk with Finton and this doctor to see Vince, I had this overwhelming peace that I just, I was like, I noticed it. I just thought, hmm. I didn't see him, but I just goes, that was, I just, I was aware of it in my conscious. Next morning up very early, I'm in quiet time, and, I, and that came back to me. I was aware of that peace I felt. And I knew, go into the room with Vince. Because I was, I was thinking, just give Vince his own space. But I, went in the room with him. The place was an utter oasis. You can imagine, it's similar to here. There was how many folk in the bunk? 450. No, no, who, how many in your bunk? That was a big bunk. Eight. Right, so it was eight to ten people in Nori's bunk beds in where we were. So, Neil, was it eight to ten? In your bunk? In our bunk, our whole room. In your room, 16. So, we think you've got it bad. There's 16 in your bunk. Right, so, so we had gone like that. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't too, too, too uh, bothered when I got that wee thing. Go, I go in with Vince. But you know, in that 16, 
there was people coming and going, yeah. and a lot of folk I don't know. So you would have been, there would have been some demanded of you to a degree. <coughs> You'd have had to bound your soul to everybody. Mm-hmm. You'd have had to adapt and adjust yeah. to everybody. Aye. I was aware of that. Yeah. But we get this gift of being in this room alone. And immediately, because Vince was in the well, so we weren't doing much talking, like the previous time we were there, we'd done a lot of talking. But this time it was like, it was right up my, it was right up when I, what I needed, I really needed it. Uh, and after the journey, and I went for a flotation tank the day before, and in the tank, I hear this, your soul's trying to catch up with your body. Mm. I read it in John Mark Comer's Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, hurry. And, the, and the, what God showed me is, you're that busy, your, your, your body's been doing all these things, but your soul's trying to catch up. So I needed rest. It was a busy time in ministry, and it was good time, but I was aware I needed rest, so I was happy to get the rest. I met a guy who wanted to talk to me on the third day, one of our friends, and uh, he came to me and I says, how are you doing? He goes, I'm exhausted. And he said to me, how are you? I goes, I'm at rest. Wasn't he, I wasn't he speaking just scripture stuff. I'm, 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 feel, I'm, I'm at rest. I feel at rest. I've got peace. I'm at rest. I sat with him and the guy had tears running down his face because of what I was saying to him about rest. And I was looking at him and it was quite a tragic story the guys went through, going through, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of pain. And, uh, but I knew immediately, do you want to come to your room? Come to your room for a few hours. Come and rest. Because your brain, the sounds it to me, it was like, you, how, how can your brain cope with what you're carrying? So I sat with him, me and Vince both prayed with him, we waited quietly and I got a word immediately and I saw a big boat and I saw this baggage and the baggage was getting left and the boat was sailing away free and light. Now now the guy fell asleep for two or three years and then I I, I was sharing that with him. But uh, this is where the context of this came from because we were there and it was great and hear a lot of good stuff about warfare. But this guy's feedback to me made me realise <coughs> what the warfare arrest needs to get talking about. Because this guy was doing everything he knew to do. Mm-hmm. He's at every event, he's at this, he's at doing all these different things. And it made me realise, but you're, you're no unrest. So all that spiritual activity, um, you know, all that spiritual activity. And I, that was the question for me was, can we be in the right environment, hearing all the right content, yet still carrying baggage that keeps us out of this promised land of rest? Yeah. Absolutely. 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 That's what we're talking about. The union is, oh, I'm hearing everything about Jesus. I've got Jesus, I've got Jesus written in my heart. I've got the bark. I look the part. I could quote, I can quote you John 3.16. Backwards. You know, I can quote all these scriptures. But how deep yeah, really rooted are you in this promise of rest? And as as uh, as Fenton said earlier, um, you know, I, I got this in the middle of a year after Charles' retreat. I was talking about taking captivity captive, Neil. And then I went outside the next night because I said, "Who who could ever say any of our big hard man pals? Who could ever say you and your you and, you and your mob take take captivity captive? Nobody." But then I heard inside was, "Who can ever say invite? Who who's ever invited you into rest?" I was like. Oh. Oh my goodness. Mm. It just struck me. Rest. Mm. 
rest for all my unrest. Rest for my rest for my constant uncertainty and striving after. I just need some to, to, to give me relief. Rest for that. Not just I'll give a wee nap my granny's couch up off on her. No, I mean rest. True rest yeah. that you can that you can say uh, I have I have got this uh, I have got this stability. Now what happened then was uh, that situation <coughs> the guy came to me at the end of it and said, Listen, well, I've taken a lot from this, but he goes, My biggest takeaway is is what you said to me, what what happened in that room. That is the biggest thing God done for me here was the intervention of rest. Yeah. The inter- and it wasn't just over oh, talking about it, it was make a way for it. Come, there was an oasis created mm-hmm. and he entered in and there was immediate unburden. And so we went back down to Denver after the retreat finished. Couldn't sleep again, half four in the morning, up. And uh, so I'm writing that down. And what came to me was, do you remember Jesus asleep in the boat? Mm-hmm. So this is his story. Jesus says, we're going to our side troops. Mm-hmm. We're going to this, the Gessarines, right? And they end up, they met somebody there and it was amazing deliverance. But he's telling them, we're going to their side. So this is in Matthew, Mark and Luke. Uh, but I've just picked Luke's account. And, uh, and there's differences in them all. So, they're going across the other side. There's other boats following them, desperate to be around them. This great windstorm, violent, violent storm. And the, the definition of storm is a violent disturbance in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's also, if you storm something, it's a direct assault, it's a sudden attack. So you think of this, storms are violent assaults in our atmospheres. When we face storms, sudden attacks direct assaults and he says this storm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling the waters in the boat they're trying to get the, the water out but Jesus is in the top of the boat sleeping he's still sleeping and uh, they awoke him and they, and they say do you not care that we are drowning are you not caring about what we go through and then he arose and rebukes it, takes authority over it. Peace, be still. Calm down. <laughs> and the wind stops, and there was a great calm, a great calm. And he said to them, so there's different different translations. Matthew says, "Oh, ye of little faith." This is a good. This is Matthew Henry. But Mark says, "How is it that you have no faith? What the heck's he going? What, what, what's he saying that to them for?" Why is he saying that in the midst of a serious storm? Why is he addressing their faith? Because yeah, he's saying, you don't trust That's me, do you? Yeah. The Amplified says, why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? Where's your trust? Where's your confidence in me? Where's your confidence in my veracity and my integrity, which means my truthfulness? I've told you we are going to the other side. I've told you this is what I'm going to do. But you are flapping. You are, you are, you are on the joint. And it says, it says, it says, it says here. By the way, it says, it says, it says in the, in, in Matthew Henry opens this up. He's saying, look, 
they're actually saying, where's your faith? Because your actions are showing you you don't have any. Nice. Although you've been walking with me for years, you've been learning about me, you've been watching me, you've Come seen on. what I'm doing, yes. but your actions are showing me, where's your, where you've, you've not got any faith. Yeah. So to me, you think, well, this is another wee Bible story, isn't it? What about the Mirden Food story? This is what happened to me this year. How, I'll show you how much I've got faith and how much I trust God, but how calm I am, how, how composed I am, how at rest I am when I'm facing serious stuff. When I've got all sorts of violent disturbances happening in the atmosphere, when I've got all sorts of contrary evidence to what God has said to me, ours was a building, God's told us we're getting about. God's telling us we're going to do this. But everybody else is saying it's not happening. Right. So, oh, what does God, what did, what did, you know, that, that's it. The council saying, oh, so that means not. Well, what did, did God say something? No, it doesn't matter. The council, they've got the final word. You know, so, so you, you then start throwing away, casting away your confidence, throwing it away, yeah. casting away what God says. You're not standing on faith. You're not saying, you know, I, I, I'm showing you how much I trust you, how much faith I've got. I'm showing you that I believe that you are who you say you are. Because I believe you're working in me, I believe you're working for me, and I believe you're working through me. Yeah. Yeah. So see when I believe that from this union, yeah. then that, that's what makes me able to rest. Yeah. See when I don't believe he's working in me and for me and through me, yeah, I only stop working. Because yeah. I need to earn my salvation, yes. I need to keep serving every day, and even when I'm knackered, even when I, because I, if I don't do that, I'm not feel good about myself. So um, that's what I mean by the. This is my wee devotion. I was meditating on this today because I needed it. So what Elaine is saying, you know, it's great to talk about this, but I'm telling you this morning, I was going. These, these are two days I've been putting all this stuff in my head, and I'm not feeling it. How can I talk about rest? But I was, I was so blessed that I was able to say this morning, this is how it starts, rest, knowing all is so safe in my hands. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going, oh no, I'm not rest because I think it's in my hands. That's my problem. It's on me, it's up to me, if it's going to be, it's, go, it's up to me, all that stuff. No, no, uh, you're in control, no me. Yeah. Yeah. I like to control and fix because I'm going, oh no, and then I lose my rest. But thank God it's a new day, because I went today, because what you said, then you can be too hard on yourself. We can be too hard on ourselves because I feel that I did. But that's what we're dealing with, we're dealing with. This is the stuff. This morning, my confession was, today, I give myself and all of them a fresh start. Amen. I forget all that lies behind me. Today, I'm walking in rest today. I'm letting go of this, uh, this you know, thinking it's on me. Um, so, that, that is beautiful. You can speak different words about this. That Jesus said, we're going to the other side. But they didn't listen to him. Because I don't. I want to roll the dice. John was saying last night. I'll roll the dice because I think... I think it's up to me. Yeah. This is no happening. It's not happening the way I think it should. It's not happening the timing I think it should. So I will do it. I'll take it on, God. So, in the midst of the storm, he rested. What a beautiful picture. He's shown us, I had to teach them, even in the midst of your storms. And that's what happened to this guy over in America. He's in a storm, but he's not getting help to rest. He's not taking Jesus' word serious, that don't worry about the morrow. 
He's not taking Jesus' word, because that's what I felt. Wow. Because I'd been studying it, I knew myself. If he's commanding me not to worry, if he's commanding me to cast my care onto God, it's not just a wee technique we're doing, let's just do a wee, a wee meditation. No, it's actual, this actually means I dare. Yeah. Yeah. It actually means I say, here's what I'm giving you. Yeah. I'm not just repeating this because somebody else told me about it. I'm actually saying, here's what it is for me, and I am actually giving it to you. Because Jesus was shown us, even in the midst of this pure, serious, violent disturbance in the atmosphere, I'm at rest. Yeah. And I got up, and he was going, you're right! Ah! You know, he, he, started, he, he immediately rebuked the hand. No, I had this in my head. I mean, this is, months ago, somebody phoned me and they were really disturbed. They were really stirred up with all sorts of stress. And see, inside my head, I heard peace be still. So he still speaks to our storms. Our spiritual, mental, emotional storms that we get stirred up by and that we allow this stuff to take us out. And then when we're we're restless, we're crazy. We'll do crazy things. We'll we'll reach for the craziest of stuff to meditate, to numb it, to manage it, to stop it. You know? uh, So, just to finish, is, you know, we don't believe he's working for us. So, did did he know this when when he addressed a lack of trust? Did he know that rest is trust? That's what he said to me. Rest is trust, son. So, this is Psalm 37. It's Isaiah 26. They talk about trust, waiting the Lord and trusting him. Trust then means to have confidence in. Wait patiently. Rest in. Rest in means to trust in. So, Isaiah 26, he says, you'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you. I always just heard that part of the verse. Never heard the end of part. That is because he trusts you. Trust. Trust. He'll keep you in peace because you trust him. He'll keep you in rest because you trust him. Even though the world's gone nuts, even though all the the storms are hitting, he'll keep me at rest because, listen, I'm holding on to what you say, and sometimes I'll have to to warfare with the praise, with the worship, and and, and, and speaking, you know, uh, what God said, but also I'll speak, and then I'm going to rest. Peace be still, and then I've got a wee clip here on it, two minutes, Peace be still. And then he just goes, Where's your faith? And he went and lay back down. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the best. Because he's actually going, Come on, you're waking me up. You can't have an hour off an hour. And he goes, and he goes, he goes and gets back and puts his head down. But that's what he was saying. I have to teach them. I wasn't indifferent. I wasn't saying, I don't care what you are. I'm just wanting my rest. I don't care what you He goes, No, I was showing them. That you, you can rest even yes. in the midst of your storms. Yes. When we when we've been taught we can't rest because how can I rest? If I rest, this is terrible. And my wee devotion says, eh, ceaseless activity is distrust. Mm. Ceaseless mm. means constant and unending. Yeah. See if you're constantly no stopping. Mm. Constant and unending activity. You're not trusting. Because you're not trusting he's working. You're not trusting he's working for us. You're not trusting he's going to uh, trusting he's going to do things in our family. He's working through us. And that's what's happened to me the last few days. What I'm doing with this is actually saying, oh, I need to get this done myself. Yeah. I'm not trusting that you're going to work through me. And I can come up here and actually just talk and that'll be enough. For instance. So where is, where's that light in your life? Uh, so So that's it, the, the main thing. You know, we can question Jesus' concern for us. We can be saying, do you not care what's going on with me? Yeah. We can be questioning it yeah. rather than 
I trust what you've taught me. Yeah. And this is why it's so important to get into his presence with others as well. Yes. Like, we, like, like yeah. we said earlier, uh, Charles mentioned a really nice thing about the, the coals, the kindling the fire. Because seeing this world with the opposition we're up against, with, the, with the, what Scott told me, it's such a, a, a you know, dog-eat-dog dog world. Race, right. Rat race. You're in, that, you're in that environment. And you just, you, you know, it's like you're, you, you just, they're orient, your orienting point is so difficult to get. Your peace, your safety is so difficult to get. So, have we learned to trust you? That's the question. Why don't you put that down for the night? Just asking, have we learned to trust? Have we learned to trust God and prioritise rest in our lives? And what does that look like? Trust God. What's he said to you? John Carmelton could come up here and give us a great testimony of God saying to him, last night he's telling us, you know, uh, are you really going to believe me? I've told you this. And that's the story for us all. How many times do I need to keep telling you this? And are, are you ever going to actually accept that? Are you going to trust me with it? Because trust with me, yes, this is t- terrible. These storms are hard gone. But can I be at peace? Can I have composure? Can I be in self-possession? A man in control myself? Can I, in patience, possess my soul in the midst of this? Jesus teaches it. It can't harm. So, uh, so I'm just going to ask uh, Martin up. <coughs> How's the warfare of the rest been playing out of your life recently, Martin? <coughs> <coughs> I love how Jesus is for Scotland. There's a watch. There's a watch. Love it. Love it. Well, like Derek says, it's amazing because Derek asked me to do a testimony lesson, and the lead up to it, I was doing great. Mm. I was having lots of rest. I was going to do it into beauty. Yep. I was having these siestas instead of having a cup of coffee. Hallelujah. I was just there. And then December the 12th happened. <laughs> uh, and it was just absolute mental. Right? It was mental, but there was a lesson in it, and Derek was talking about the lack of trust in Jesus. What I learned through this lesson was there's also behaviours that come with no resting. Right? So, just a quick, a quick, and and screen time, I'm doing everything brilliant. I'm doing it at a noon and a half a day. I've looked at my screen, I've showed Tracy, I'm saying, look, at the last year, I'm doing it a noon. I've taken everything off phones, I'm I'm up there, right? December the 12th. <laughs> so just quickly, uh, within nine days I had six meals to attend. They're up here, doing their room there. I'm saying, well, it's sociable, it's Christmas, they're my work, they're my friends, they're my colleagues, I need to go, I need to go, I need to go. By the end of the last meal, I was no well. I had got the call that had been run down. Yeah. <coughs> up to Christmas, I'm on holiday. I'm listening to Neil what's saying last night. I'm no good with holidays. I'm a bit unease, what will I do, where will I go, I better keep going, mm-hmm. I've got the call, mm-hmm. 
I'm no good with a cold because once I get physically no well, man flu, I get mentally no well. <laughs> and I think I need to keep going. I don't want to be the poor me that's coming up to Christmas. All this is just snowballing, yeah. snowballing. Yeah. And then I get guided to God <coughs> calling 27, mm. right? Mm. Uh, and it says, roots and fruits. Yeah. May 27th, remember the lesson of the seed also, and it's sending a shoot down so, so that it may be rooted and grounded, while at the same time it sends a shoot up to be plant and flower that shall be glad in the world. Mm-hmm. Two growths are necessary. Without a strong root, it would wither. Mm-hmm. As much activity fails for lack of growth in me. Oh. <coughs> The higher the growth, up the deeper must be the enrooting. And this is a bit they go me. Many forget this, and thus their work ceases to be permanent for me. Beware of the leaves and flowers without the strong fruit. So I went right back in a Keys of Freedom. I went to the, 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 the flowers, the behaviours. How am I behaving? So when I'm pre-December 12th, I'm good. I'm listening. I'm no listening for here up. I'm listening for here doing. I'm listening to my body. Right, what's going on? What's that twinge? Sit down. Think about it. What's going on? What's happening? I'm checking. I'm body scanning. I'm getting. I'm there. I'm doing all the right things. After the 12th, I've started to change. Yeah. I'm starting to look outward now. Starting to look at Tracy. Yeah. Starting to look at the veins. Starting to see, see them. And that's when it really, it really, really struck me. <laughs> the trusting in the Lord. But sometimes, now this is what also I learned, sorry. I've got a people pleasing part, yeah. Yeah. right? Which I'm totally aware of after the Lane's teaching uh, two years of September back. <coughs> uh, I found out about the people pleasing part and I've been monitoring the piece of people pleasing part and I've been trying to stay into my authentic self and serve out a loving heart, serve out in the heart of Jesus. We're getting the rest and saying no and doing things, which is quite hard for a people pleaser, but I've been practicing and I've been learning it. But what I noticed there for the 12th through, there's a fine line we serving for a heart and crossing out the people pleasing. Yeah. 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 And the minute you start to cross out the people pleasing, the fruits start to become no so nice. The anger. Maybe a bit of jealousy, yeah. maybe a bit of resentment, maybe lots of other colourful things. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. and what was, what was the cause of that? Unrest. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there anything else apart from unrest? Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing any other stuff before, I wasn't looking inwardly, so I started to look outwardly. Yeah. And I became uncomfortable. Yeah. And so did everybody else in the room. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, I wish we had this in the 11th of the day. <laughs> 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 I would be a saint. 
But unfortunately, Jesus showed me the way he always shows me through my experience. I learn through my experience. I, I'm not one of these people that learn their books and stuff. Yeah. I learn in my experience. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Thank Charles up as well, Charles, he's got his share of his amoeba, what's happening? His ministry life. So, different, different, uh, different backgrounds, different experiences. Uh, so, Char- Charles is starting a church, Charles is running broken chains. So, uh, Charles has got a lot going on, new demands in his life. And so, uh, you know, he's going to share a wee bit about what, what this is looking like with him. And thanks, thanks, Derek. That was amazing. Look, I love that. And it's been great for I came and it's great to see everybody. And I just want to share the day, you know, what's going on for me, you know, we rest. And the thing with rest is, there is that opposition against the rest, yeah. you know. Because, you know, we all the demands on my life. God wants our hearts whole, yeah. every single heart, you know. And recently with me, he's been healing my heart for wounds mm-hmm. and everything like that. And as he's been healing my heart, he wants my heart whole so that that out of my heart can come his life, his life for here, you know. So he's brought David into my life where I've got some counselling, where the Lord's went deeper, where I've had to express my pain and my anger. Because I've been a Christian for years now, serving the Lord, being a soldier for Christ. But I had anger towards folk that had hurt me all the years ago and I couldn't express that. But it's in these places of rest. And then these places are quiet where I'm able to see what God wants for me. And, you know, I'm the same as Martin. I was really, really enjoying things. And, you know, I want to share, I want to share about the anointing of God, the presence of God in our lives, you know. The presence of God in my life has took me amazing places, took me into a ministry called Broken Chains where we're able to serve people that are struggling in life. And that anointing is the power of God coming through somebody, coming through our hearts, touching hearts, touching every single heart that you, you come in contact with. But most of all, you want it to touch your children. You want, I want it to ch- touch my wife. That's where I need my attitudes to be right as well. You know, and that's when I'm more right, that's who feels it the nest, you know. And when the anointing, you know, I've been resting because I've got broken chains, I've got some recovery meetings, I've got four different wains to three different moths. Right, I showed my wild dots back in the day. Right, and Jesus came in and I'm, I've got a busy, 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 busy life. A busy life. So I need God to help me with that. To help me to go and see my, to be led by the Spirit, to go and see my wains and all the different things. You know, and starting a new church, the anointing of God's been on my life for that. The presence of God to preach the word of God. And I've really felt the presence of God. And, and, and it's been beautiful because my wife's involved with me. I love my wee wife. I'm so grateful. But I know if I'm not right, bits of selfishness comes come in. Doubt can come in. All the other things can just come back into your life. You know, so I had to encourage her as I was coming away here. No, for the weekend, I love her, that I care for her. You know, and that's really the stuff, because I've seen so many folk being busy in ministry and then fall. 
Do you know what I mean? And I don't want that for me. I want to continue to love my wee family. My wee boy needs me to love him, to be there for him and that as well. But I want to speak about the rest of God today. I want to speak, we've spoke lots about it, the rest of God. That's what I want to enter into for, you know, house of prayer, for broken chains, for my family, you know, because there is a rest for the people of God. And a few weeks ago, I was like relying because I speak on a Sunday night, as my church is known in the, the, the Sunday morning. And usually with a busy life, I'm like, right, I'll get that time with God. I'll do this, I'll do that. And on the Sunday, I was in the presence of God for hours, waiting on the anointing, sitting in silence. That's where I get mostly my, my, my life of God, sitting in silence. And they just say, speak about that. Many times I've been with Derek at the Freedom Fighters and we've waited on God and God showed me, he's healed my heart. He's healed my heart for the abuse that happened when I was a young boy. Sitting with David and said, I'm your healer, son. Get to me. And then he showed me anger. What would you have done to them? And I got a machine gun and went... <laughs> like that, that's what I've done, that's what I'd have done. But then he said, how do you feel, son? And I wanted to stab and slash and do all that stuff. That's what he let me release. The peace, the, the things I would have done. He said, how do you feel now? And I went, I feel compassion for that guy's family that done that, the abuser. Wow. I feel compassion because that, that person's in jail now. But what about the wee, what about the wife? What about the wains? And that's only the spirit of God in rest. Yeah. And me waiting on God that could get to the deep parts of my heart. And the, 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 the glory of God can touch you when you're at rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're at peace. The Word of God's amazing. I love the Word of God. I couldn't read and he's taught me the Word of God. I love to preach it. I love to teach it. I love to walk in it. Amen. Amen. Who wants that for their life? Who wants that to share with our families? The Word of God burning in us. Earlier on he showed me, put a coal in my heart and it was burning this coal. And I was like, oh, you're dancing, I need that. And it was after, it was after the altar of God, it was after the altar, and it was burning in my heart, this hot coal. And I went, oh, that's what I need. And it was in silence when you'd done the meditation, this hot coal. But last night when I was sitting, we ended up, we were to kindle the fire, and I put a big log in, and it was probably not going to light up. But ants came and gave me a horn, and we kindled the fire up, and he's went, I'll get a couple of sticks. But David, he had told David and somebody had left it. And the next time it started to kindle up. The next time we're all been freezing this weekend, somebody's up. But the heat was burning, do you know what I mean? And that's what it's like for us, that we need to encourage each other that that fire begins to burn in our hearts. I just want to read this. It says in Hebrews 4, Therefore, since a promise remains to enter his rest, because there is a promise, a rest in the Bible, that's where I want to enter in. You know, that one day when I started to preach, <coughs> I'd had a busy week, and my wee sister, it was the anniversary of death, and I went up there, and I knew that time had ate into my time with God, and I went up there, and every other week the anointing of God had came, and I was free to speak, but that day, I knew I never had a lot of time, and that day, I found out that my wee sister had died 20 years ago to addiction, to that day, so that affected me, but when I started to speak, what happened with, I went into a wee bit of self because of that. I was dyslexic and God healed me and I've been able to read. But what happened is I a couple of, a couple of words rang and, and, and my confidence went. And the next thing I was like, in self, it wasn't on God. 
working through me. The Holy Ghost working through me. It was on me then. And actually it was dead, dead uncomfortable and awkward. Because then it was on me. And it humbled me because I was like, it's not on me, God. And that's what we need to realise. It's not on us. It's on him. It's on the power of God working through us. And it says there remains a rest for the people of God. Let us fear least any of us should come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well to, as well as to them. But the word that they did not preach that did preach was not did not profit it profit them, for it was not mixed with faith. And then it says, wait here this for we who have believed, who believes? Yes. Do we really believe? Yes. For those that, that have believed, do enter that rest. That is a promise that we can enter into God's rest. And it says, then the promises, we have to enter into them because the opposition for phones, me the same, I was like that doing rabbit holes and it was coming up, my phone gypsies, fighting and all that. And then, it's crazy. You end up like, oh, I'm pure spiritual God, I love you, hallelujah. Praise God, you're praying and all that. And the next time you're doing a rabbit hole, watching gypsies fighting each other more that. That is spiritual. You know what I mean? And then something else, and it, it draws you right in. And I take my heart after Martin. My heart after Martin, I know my off. He's doing well. I'm, I'm ashamed to the amount of time on my phone. But this is the warfare yeah. to get into God's presence. This is the warfare because the subject that Absolutely. God's given us for us is so important. Whether your early days and coming to God and just aware that He loves you, that He died for you, that He wants to come into your life, or whether you're on the you're on the path for a wee while and you want to be used of God. Who wants to be used of God? Yes. Everyone is. And it says. We who have believed do enter that rest. As it was said, I swore a wrath in my anger. Basically what he's saying, they're no going to enter in. And what it says is God made the world in seven days, but on the seventh day he rested. And it said they shall not enter into my rest. And whom it was first priest, because this is what takes us out of the, according to the word of God, what keeps us out of the rest of God? Unbelief. Unbelief. <laughs> and disobedience. Because it says here, They shall not enter my rest. It said, they shall not enter my rest because disobedience. Again, it designates a certain day. Saying today, after such a long time, as it has been said, today if you hear his voice in this meeting, these coming days, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them the rest, he would not afterward have spoken another day. And this is what I want to leave us with. There remains there for a rest. Yes. Even the word rest, for us, rest, peace. Yeah. I give my family to him, to God, my wee boy, ADHD, ADHD, I give him. I want him to be fathered by God so I can father him. I give my past, all the pain, all the bad stuff I've done, and all the stuff that was done to me. I forgive the people so that I can be free. Amen. That gives me rest. Yes, come on, Charles. I give my future to him. What's going to happen? I give the ministry to him. And it says there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Listen to the words. There remains therefore today in the new year, 2024, give us more. God, 
there remains a rest for the people of God. And he who has entered has, has rest, has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from his. See, this is, see if we get this, this, and this is something that I can go in and off and then come out of Go in and go, and I want to enter this year into where of that. Whereas we can do the work of God and the rest of God. I know any time if I've spoke or usually when I'm seeing really transformation in lives, it's because God's gave me a vision or a word for somebody and I've gave them, I've seen a spoken rehab on fire for the Messiah and me and Debbie's waited and we said, right, we've got great hangings about where we put folk to rehab, but where does God want them? And we wait on God and when God says, boom, put him to sunny bread, put him to, put him to the, the haven or whatever. And when they get in God's will with that, because where have we learned what God's will for people is for ourselves and others and the rest of God? And it's no striving, it's just waiting on God and him speaking to us. So I want to encourage us to enter into that. It says, as God rested from his, we also cease, he also ceased from his work. We also cease from our works as God did from yeah. his and then it says, let us, let us therefore be diligent. Come diligent on. means we, yeah. we, we really on, focus, we really want to do it. Be diligent to enter that rest. It's an invitation. Jesus is saying, come on in. And sometimes it's like that, that vision of the, the boat to go on it. But oh, so, it's so beautiful to rest in the presence of God. And by the way, see when we do, see when we were families, we're good. we come out for our love. Yeah. We come out for our serenity. Yeah. We come out for our peace. Yeah. And then it's all chaos again. <laughs> but it's like Jesus in the boat, isn't it? Yeah. And it says, For the word of God is living and it's powerful and it's sharper than a double edged sword. It pierces. That's how the day when you go, if you don't say amen, say ouch. If you can actually relate with it. Yeah. And divide spirit and soul, joints and marrow is a discerner, and thoughts and intents of the heart. Come and on. all, and there is no creation, there is no creation hidden from his sight. God knows everything we've done. Yeah. See, if you're in here today, yeah. there's nothing he's not seen. Yeah. Yeah. So, all he wants to do, I think it was Elena, David, just bring it to him. Yes. Just bring the hidden parts of our hearts to him. What's and all? <laughs> and he heals us. And it says, nothing is hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to him whom we must give account. And I'm just going to finish with this and I want to do a wee prayer. Seeing that we have, because where are we going? Where are we, where are we going in the rest of God? Yeah. We're connecting with Jesus, <coughs> the creator of heaven and earth. We're, creating, we're connecting with the Holy Spirit, the creator. He's coming into our hearts and it says, Seeing that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. I want us to hold fast our confession that we're going to enter into rest this year. Yeah. Amen. It's the subject that he's above brung. I want that. Who wants that? Well, I want to enter in. Because if I enter in, I'll be more fruitful. <coughs> I'll be more fruitful. I'll carry the glory much better. And my family will benefit from it. And it says, this is beautiful. Because Jesus, who's, who's weak? Who, who messes up sometimes? <coughs> right? That's how we still need them. And it says, but it says, we have a high priest who cannot, we, who can't, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathise with our weakness, but was in all points tempted. Yes. Jesus yet did not sin, was without sin. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly. That's coming out of the places, a phones, or whatever it is, addictions, whatever it is. 
to the throne of grace where we must obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. That's where we're going. Yes. In his presence as well. So I just want to say this, the rest of God is where he wants to bring us. That rest where we cease through our labours, even though we do the labours under the anointing, under the presence of God. The anointing is like putting oil, oil on the head. It's the spirit of God coming on us as well. And I just, as I was praying last night, I felt just to pray with people at this stage. And I felt the Lord gave me a wee vision for us at this stage. Who wants rest? Who wants that rest? So close your eyes, guys. Close your eyes. What I saw was like anointing, it was like anointing coming on the heads. So just put your hand up towards your head, on top of your head. Just feel that anointing. Just feel that anointing. The, the Bible says that he anoints our head with oil. Let the oil of the Holy Spirit touch you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. May it fall, may it fall, may it equip and fall. And it also says, he anoints my head with oil. Just put your other hand out to receive. And it says, my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. And last night I saw, as we done this, that God wanted to fill up hearts with his spirit. May God just pray this. If anybody's never asked Jesus in, just say this prayer. Jesus, Jesus. come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. Give me a brand new start. Thank you for dying for me. Fill me with that living water. Fill me with anointing oil. And help me enter into your rest. And for anybody that's been on the on the walk for a wee while, let's pray this. Lord Jesus, fill me with that water. Help me enter into your rest and continue to drink for the fountain of life. Amen. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.